Ghetto Gastro, Martel Cartel, very audacious, celebrating a legacy. Uh, <laughs> very audacious, celebrating the legacy disruptively. <laughs> What's up, everybody? My name is John Gray, a.k.a. Fidel Gastro. We are here at Chant Loop. You dig? Got the rest of the team in the building. Chef P. It's me, Chef P, live and direct. Protect your neck. Mac Ice Lord. Yeah, yeah, what up? This is Mac, a.k.a. The Ice Lord, representing the Boogie Down Bronx. I'm back home at the Chant Loop, ready to get poppin'. Chef Left, the wolf of all streets. Yes, sir, yes, sir. We in the Chantaloup, keeping it loopy, man, you know. Chef Lester Walker, y'all know. Y'all know the vibes. We're here to take over the newly renovated kitchen. It's amazing here at the Chantaloup. I wish you could see it and feel it. So much stainless steel, it's so real. And we're gonna make a dish, you know, for you today. Feed your family, feed your mind, food for thought, you do the dishes. What we believe is bringing the Bronx to the world and the world to the Bronx and using food as a medium for that journey. And this journey has now brought us to Cognac. Chef P is going to explain what we're going to cook for you today. Yo, what's up? It's your boy, Chef P. Um, I'm just going to run you through real quick what we're going to be doing, man. We're going to be bringing some of that South Bronx flavor to the south of France. We're going to be doing a sofrito sea bass. Um, it's just going to be swimming in a broth uh, made from uh, dried mushrooms, seaweed, also, that's going to be served with a, uh, a truffle sauce. I'll just run over a quick basic overview of what we have in the kitchen. Right now, I'm looking at we have some mushrooms, some dried mushrooms, some celery yak, leeks, sea bass, some sunchokes, truffles. You need a little vinegar to season everything up as well. Um, and plenty of seasonings. You know, seasonings. Seasonings and plenty of seasonings. At the end of the day, this whole dish is about finesse. It's not the most difficult meal to make, but it's honestly one of the most tasty things that you can make. I'm gonna pass it off to my man, Chef Lester Walker, the slick talker, and he's gonna take it away. Chef L. Walker, the slick talker, man, the chef of the world, you know, man, watch your girl, you dig? But, uh, you know, today we're doing a nice mushroom broth. We got some beautiful porcini, dried porcini mushrooms, some beautiful uh, taki. You want leeks, you know, you want some carrot. You want your basic mirepoix for a, a stock broth, onion, celery. This one particularly has a kombu, which is a dried seaweed used for its salt content and its sea flavoring. You know, we're doing a fish, we're doing a fish dish, so you know we want to keep that, that sea element in the dish as well. First step is getting your mirepoix together. Okay? A mirepoix consists of onion, celery, carrot. That's the basic mirepoix. Then when you want to get more complex with your broth, you start adding other aromatics to it, such as coriander seeds, garlic, thyme, lemon thyme, bay leaf, kombu, you know? We start adding, we start contributing to that wolf technique, which is we only layer flavors on this side of town. GG way, the only way. The key to not crying when you're cutting onion is to have a really sharp blade, okay? Now I'm a righty, so I'll go 70 on the right side of the blade and I'll go 30 on the other side. Reason for that is if you're a righty, there's more pressure that goes on the right side of your blade, all right? So what you wanna do is 
you get a quick back and forth motion on it. All right, and we don't want to go too heavy on that. It'll be sharper for a certain amount of time. You'll eventually you'll have to keep sharp, you know, getting an edge on your blade. But if you have a sharp knife, you don't need this. You know, I just pulled this shit out, just you know, just for shits and giggles, man. Yep, get it down the middle. Peel that skin back. Keep your station clean, man. Clean, cleanliness next to godliness, man. You don't want to be working in the kitchen looking like a poop pot, man. You know what I'm saying? Large dice. Okay? Large dice. Okay? Okay? You throw it into a bowl. You can throw everything together. It's fine. Next step. 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 Next is the celery root. You dig? And the same way we did the uh, onion, the same way we're gonna do this, the celery root. Large dice. Okay. Okay. Okay, get the large dice on those guys. And you throw that right in the bowl. Now next step is the leek. That's sold by soldiers that mix weed with the leek leek. <laughs> That's a biggie verse if y'all didn't know that. I'm giving y'all a little bit of hip hop culture, some history, man. We from the Bronx, so we gotta hit y'all with the hip hop history, man. This is what we do, Ghetto Gastro. The first time I had leek, I was a cook, and they said, yeah, grab those leeks for me, Les. I said, leeks? I was... I thought they was talking about grab like a dime bag or some or some or some work. Because when I me growing up, I thought leak leak was 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 dust. I'm like, yo, y'all using dust in the kitchen? Like what's going on in here? He was like, yeah, grab the go grab the leaks. So I'm like, oh, I was a little confused. I you know. So I asked somebody, I said, hey, you know, where can I find the leaks? And they showed me and they brought me to this beautiful refrigerator, which is called the walk-in, because you can walk in the whole refrigerator. Yeah, so that was the first time I seen leaks before. <laughs> now, next up, carrot, because you need carrots in your mirepoix. Now, these are not your average carrots. These are natural, baby, mini carrots. You can go with the whole carrot, honestly, because there's flavor in that root as well. Next up, garlic. You got the purple strips in here. This means this shit is super fresh. We're gonna get two nice cloves, okay? You don't wanna to go too heavy with the garlic, all right? You don't, want, you don't want to overpower with the garlic. Garlic should just have a hint of it. Garlic is an, is an aromatic. Ginger is an aromatic, all right? All right, man, when I encounter people that have garlic breath, they're usually trying to keep away them draculas, man, and them blood suckers, man. So you know what? Keep eating garlic. For this recipe, it requires four grams of fresh thyme. Three, four sprigs of, of thyme, one bay leaf. Last but not least, we got the kombu. So with this kombu, I'm not gonna need to add any salt to my broth, okay? Because this is naturally from salt water. This is a salt water product, and this tastes like, it's aromatic of the ocean. It gives the, it, it gives the broth a, a beautiful, Aroma, okay? So right here, <laughs> we got all the ingredients that we're gonna start this, 
this, this broth with, okay? Got the dry porcinis. We got fresh shiitake. We got celery root. Two different types of onions in the onion family. You got leek in there, and you got white onion. You got bay leaf. You got garlic. You got kanbu, okay? You got carrot in there, okay? You got all of these different things that is going to have this your kitchen smelling so wonderful. Like you're putting a lot of effort and love into this cuisine, which we're doing. Yeah. So the next step, you get a pretty big pot. You know you want to fit at least four quarts of water in your pot. This broth is going to cook down to about two and a half quarts. So we'll start with lining the bottom of the pan with some oil. Just coat the bottom of the pan. Rough chop on the mushroom. I like shiitake. First of all, they're not that expensive. They're pretty inexpensive. And you want to think about stuff like that too, because we're going to just toss this once, it's, once we're done infusing that, that, that broth. Throw them in the pan with your oil. Okay, make sure your oil is medium high. You hear that? You want to hear a little sizzle, man. You want to you make it pop, man. Slight sizzle, okay? You just move those guys around a little bit in there. You want to cook these mushrooms, these shiitake, until they have a slight color on them. All right? Not too dark, but basically you want to get some color out of them because color is sugar. It's a natural caramelization that comes out of these mushrooms, all right? So that's just another layer of that flavor, all right? You already got the umami from the mushroom. You already got, then you got the, the flavor of the meaty flavor of the shiitake mushroom. And then to add to that, once that natural color comes out of that, that's, that's natural sugar from the product. So you're getting that, that sugar aspect too. Just let those guys sit there. You don't want to move them around too much, okay? You want to keep them in the pan, keep them on that eye of your stove <clears throat> where you're getting some color. Some color is starting to happen. Natural caramelization is starting to occur, all right? That's what happens when, when, when the fire, the fat, and these beautiful shiitake mushrooms that we have. Man, I wish you could smell that. That just smells like, um, like, 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 like. Heaven, man. Smells like heaven. That's a dream for me, because I don't need meat, you know? So it's like, mushrooms are my meat. You know what I'm saying? Whenever I'm around mushrooms, I get butterflies in my stomach, man. And my stomach feels all fluttery, man, because this is my new meat. I haven't been eating meat for almost a year and a half. So when I got some beautiful mushrooms, like, look at all these mushrooms we got here, man. I'm about to fucking, like, have an orgasm in here, man. It's crazy. Mushrooms are about 75% water. They cook down to nothing. So all of these mushrooms, I could probably eat in one sit-down. I could probably eat about 15 pounds of mushrooms in one seating, man. Because they cook down to, like, five, like five pounds. All right? So you're getting some color in there. Slight color. You don't want to burn them. You just want that, that, natural, that natural sugar to start coming out, all right? Move them around every once in a while. 
Keep an eye on them. Make sure I'm getting some good color on them. So basically in here I have the combo and I have the aromatics, which are the thyme and the bay leaf and the garlic. That all goes in there, all right? With the mushroom. And you want to give that a whirl. So you want to hit this with a heavy pinch of coriander seeds. So the mirepoix, the aromatics, the fresh shiitake mushrooms have been going for about 10 minutes. You want to give it a good handful of dried trumpet mushroom. All right. Now these, now these, now these mushrooms, these dried mushrooms are super beneficial to the stock, mainly because these mushrooms are dehydrated for let's say 24 hours. Now what happens under the dehydration process? The natural moisture is taken out of the the product, and you're left with nothing but the flavor of the product. This is basically liquid mushroom. You're gonna let that roast for another five minutes. All right. Now the reason why I like to let it go for another five minutes because I like everything to get married with each other during the, so during the roasting process. I like everything to get married. I like all my ingredients to get acquainted with each other. Then you finish this guy with about uh, three quarts of water. And we're just gonna let this guy cook really slow for about an hour. And that's it. And then when we get back to it, we'll strain it. And that's gonna be the final component that goes into the sofrito sea bass. What's up, everybody? Well, what we really wanna do is we wanna try to optimize the time that we have in the kitchen. You know, a lot of us spend a lot of time at work and you get home, you're tired, you're not trying to spend hours in the kitchen making a meal. So while, while we have the broth on the stove, super simple, man, like, Honestly, we just got some beautiful uh, Jerusalem artichokes, also known as sunchokes in different places around the world. Very super simple technique that we're gonna apply to these today. We're just gonna clean them, scrub them down, dry them off on the towel so that they're not too damp. And on the stove, we've just heated a small pot of oil with enough oil to cover the sunchokes that we have. So when you drop the sunchokes into the pot, you just wanna see small bubbles rising from the bottom almost like if it was a, a glass of champagne, you know, the bubbles are coming from the bottom. When you submerge the artichokes in this oil, you're just gonna honestly let it sit on top of a stove at a very low temperature for about 30 minutes until the artichokes get tender enough to the touch where you can almost mash them. And at that point, that's when we will take them out and we'll get into the next step. What we're gonna really do today, that's gonna take this up a notch and really cross the Bronx with France is we're gonna make a beautiful sauce from some fresh truffles that we have out here. When I take a whiff of a truffle like this, man, it makes me feel all, all melty and oozy inside, man. I feel like a, mm, man, I feel like a little baby with some candy. Oh, man. There's nothing better than, like, fresh truffles, honestly. It's just, like, the fungus, the earth. Next step. And we're just going to make a simple uh, truffle puree. Nothing too crazy. We're going to use a little bit of that mushroom broth that Lester has on the stove just to add a little bit of body to it. It is comprised of fresh truffles, a little bit of uh, squid ink, some truffle oil, a little bit of mushroom stock. Truffles are one of the most sought after ingredients in the world. Uh, they're very seasonal on this side of the world. I do recall a time when I came here to the Chanteloup and one of the chefs had just found a local, had found a truffle from a local, uh, local purveyor. And I, I swear the truffle was the size of a, of a basketball. 
It was huge. I believe it was something around 600 grams of truffle. He couldn't even hold it in one hand. And he had to cut it in pieces before he could shave it onto the dish. So that was, a, that was the biggest black truffle I've ever seen. I had a vast memory of it here in, in Cognac. Okay, so for this dish, it's super simple, man. It's just a few ingredients, some black truffles, squid ink, truffle oil, mushroom stock, a little grapeseed oil to emulsify, and then we'll season with a little cider vinegar just to add a little zing and, you know, take that flavor up a notch. I really like using vinegar in a lot of dishes because it adds, uh, like, a vibrant and acidic kick that kind of just, like, livens up any dish. Like, a little bit of vinegar can go a long way. If you're sautéing a vegetable, if it's just a green... You know, you splash a little vinegar in that, in that pan, and, it's, and it just takes the dish to a whole nother level. So what I have here is I took a little bit of that mushroom stock that Lester has over there. Because like I said, truffles and mushrooms are in the same family. They're both fungi. So I like to marry like, the components that we're using for this dish. Over here, I'm just going to chop up some of these truffles. I'm, I'm just chopping, I'm, I'm just giving these truffles a rough chop right now because we're going to end up putting them in the blender anyways. You just want to cut them up a little bit so you can break them down a little bit easier in the blender. So we're just going to chop these, chop these joints up a little bit. Oh man, beautiful truffles. If you could smell, oh man, if you could smell the aromas that are in front of my nose right now. Anybody who likes truffles knows what I'm talking about. So what we're going to do is we're going to make an emulsion with these truffles. Just going to drop all the truffles into the blender along with 20 grams of mushroom stock. I use 100 grams of truffle. Um, don't be shy with the truffles. You know, it's a truffle sauce, so you're not going to use, too, you can't have too much truffle. Yeah, so with that mushroom stock that we had on the stove, I honestly just went over to the stove Drop the ladle in or a spoon, whatever, whatever device you have at home, and just take out an, an, a, you know, a nice scoop and add it into, add it into, the, into the blender with the, with the truffles. This is going to help add a little liquid to that and make it easier to blend everything together and just bring all those flavors, bring them home. You dig? So in this, in this blender right now, we have the truffles, we have the squid ink, we have the mushroom stock. Uh, we're going to add a little bit of salt to that. And we're going to bring it over to the blender. I know you can hear that, uh, the sweet sounds of those artichokes bubbling in that oil right there. Like the great poet Anderson Pack said, he's got one in the pot, one in the hand, the other one's bubbling. And we back in the blender. You just want to make sure you scrape down the sides of the blender if, uh, if things aren't catching and they're spraying everywhere. You want to make sure everything's getting buzzed up together real nice. Real nice, like, yeah. It's fantastic. A little taste. It's delicious. Next step. Yeah, super simple sauce. Once you have your mushrooms, your mushroom stock, you've got these ingredients blended up in the, in the blender. Slowly, you want to incorporate the truffle oil in and the grapeseed oil. You don't want to pour everything at one time. You want to just uh, slowly stream it in as to emulsify and bring all of these and bring all of these components together. So slowly stream in the oil into the mushroom and the truffle base. Should coat the back of a spoon and you know, not really run, it should be kind of thick. 
from there, we can transfer this into a bowl. At this moment, what you're really looking at in this sauce, the sauce should be a smooth, almost like a, a loose mayonnaise texture, but it should be black. Once the truffle sauce is smooth and you have it in the bowl, we're just gonna season it with just a couple dashes of, um, of vinegar. I like to use cider vinegar, or you can use, you can use a regular white um, uh, champagne vinegar or something, but we're just adding a little vinegar to add a little brightness to this sauce and kind of kick it up a notch. Once your sauce is ready, you're gonna come back over. Make sure that while you're cooking, you keep an eye on this pot of sunchokes as to not overcook them. When you push it with a fork, it should have no sort of resistance. It should just go in nice and easy. At that point, you know your sunchokes are done. You're gonna remove them from the oil. The cooking time on the sunchokes should be about 30 minutes in the oil at a, at a very low simmer with the, with the oil boiling, boiling at a low simmer. You don't wanna see a change in color of the oil. You don't want the sunchokes to become black or too dark. You just want them to be nice and tender, golden brown and delicious is what we're looking for. That's the mission. While you're working in the kitchen, you also wanna make sure that you, know, you keep your space clean. Cleanliness is next to godliness. You might not be the world's greatest chef, but I can, get, I can promise you that it's much easier to work in a clean kitchen than a dirty kitchen. You know, have a nice sip of a little bit of that Martell Blue Swift and kind of just get in, you know, get in the vibe, man. You want to take your time. Cooking should be relaxing. It shouldn't, it shouldn't feel like work. It should be therapeutic. I know after a long day of work, you might be tired, but just think about what you're doing for yourself and how you're nourishing your body and you know what you're putting into your system. You're not eating something from, from somebody from somewhere where, where you're unfamiliar of what ingredients they're using. You're doing this at home, so... You know, self-care is, is most important. This year, 2019, that's really what we're working on, man. Self-care. Take care of yourself first. You're the most important. Next step with the sunchokes. Yeah, after you've drained the oil from the sunchokes and you've put them on the and you've rested them on the towel, what we're gonna do is we're just gonna go over to a, a hot pan, nice flat surface, medium to high heat, and you're just going to you're just gonna press the sunchokes onto the pan. You should hear a nice little sizzle sear as when you when you put them down this is something you're really looking for we're going to press them down some of that moisture is going to release we're just going to kind of almost flatten them a little bit so what we're doing right now with the sunchokes is we're kind of just adding a little bit of texture to these sunchokes another layer of texture we've we've um we've made them tender by slowly poaching them in the oil now what we're looking to do is looking to get like a nice little crunch, a little skin on them, maybe a little bit of color. So we're just gonna sear them until they get a little bit darker. Now we're not trying to we're not trying to burn them. We're just trying to get a little color on them. In terms of time, once you once your um, sunchokes are searing in your pan, a little bit of oil underneath. Listen to that sizzle. Listen to that. You can, hear, you can hear that it's getting texture. You can hear that it's cooking. You can smell these flavors. You can smell the caramelization of the sugars that are inside this starchy vegetable start to turn. You know, maybe about two minutes on each side is what we're really looking for. Just a nice little bit of color. That's beautiful right there. Perfect. You're looking for golden brown, you know. We're not trying to, we're not trying to make anything, anything else black. We got the black truffle sauce. We want these sunchokes to be a beautiful, nice sear as if you're cooking a piece of meat. Nice golden brown texture. 
And you can press down. Don't be afraid to press down on these. These sunchokes are going to be the base for the fish. So the fish is going to rest on top of these. You're not even going to see them initially. But you're not trying to destroy them either, you know? Get a little color on them. A little two minutes on each side. And we rocking and we rolling. I'm not going to add any salt. You haven't heard me talk about adding any salt to this because the broth that we have on the stove is made of mushrooms and seaweed. So that's gonna have a lot of, that's gonna have a lot of rich sea flavor and the, the kombu is gonna add salt to this dish. So we don't need to oversalt anything. We don't need to overcomplicate anything. These sunchokes, super simple, just a little bit of oil, a little bit of time and a lot of bit of love. All right, so sea bass, get your pan really hot. We wanna go for temperature. 200, between 200 and, between 250 degrees and 280 degrees. Super hot. It's a way to test your pan. You're gonna test for the noise. And this is the noise right here you wanna test for. And that's a good way to temper the fish as well. You temper it. Get it ready to go on top of that plancha. And now I'm just searing the fish. Skin side down. You want to make sure you have plenty of oil underneath there. That fat really helps get the texture of the, the fish nice and crunchy. The skin of that fish nice and crunchy. When the, uh, when the fish is, when you put the fish in the pan and you have applied the pressure and there's plenty of oil underneath it, you really don't want to move the fish around a lot. You want to, you just want it to sit there and sit in that fat and really just allow that skin to crisp up. You don't need to move it around. You don't need to flip the fish over. We're actually not even going to flip the fish over for this dish. We're just gonna cook it on one side, get the skin really crispy. While cooking it at a, at a medium high temperature on the stove, what it's gonna do is that residual heat is gonna carry through, through the skin and help cook the meat, um, the flesh side of the, of the fish. We're not trying to overcook this fish. We want to get the skin nice and crispy and ba basically cook it till about three quarters of the way until it's finished. Because what we're going to do is when we place it in the bowl with the broth and the other warm vegetables, that's going to help cook the fish through a little bit more and it's not going to dry it out. It's going to make sure that it's a perfect texture. When you take the fish off the heat, you don't want it to be cooked all the way through. You don't want it to be white all the way through. The bottom side should be white and cooked and the top of it should be opaque. Almost like a translucent, like the fish is, looks like it's a little bit raw on top. That's what, that's, that's what we're looking for. Three quarters of the way finished. Well, while Les is finishing up the fish on the stovetop, we can just come over to this dish and start, start to plate. It's very simple. Super simple plating. We're just gonna inside of a bowl. You want to use um, you want to use a bowl not too shallow of a rim. It could be medium size, depending on how much broth you you plan on putting in. We don't we don't overfill it, but we just want to make sure that the broth doesn't pour out on the side of a plate. So we use you know we use a bowl about the size of our hand, and uh, the fish is cut accordingly to fit into the size of the bowl. We're just gonna take a little bit of this truffle sauce. You're just gonna kind of paint the bottom of the bowl in a circular motion you're going to drag the spoon around the bottom of the bowl and around the sides don't be don't be afraid to get the sauce 
on the side of the bowl, and we're just plating. Boom. Super simple. Just a little swipe of your fingers, a little flick of the wrist. We're just gonna drop these sunchokes right here into the into the into the bottom on one side of this dish. You know what actually? And we're just gonna we're just gonna put these in the bottom of the dish. Nicely seasoned, beautiful sunchokes. You can saute some mushrooms as well to add to this. You can do other vegetables. It doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be just sunchokes and mushrooms. You can use you can use pumpkin, you can use different greens, you can use spinach, you can use mosh, you can use mustard greens. You know, you can, you can really, watercress, you can really, you can really play around at this point. You can experiment with the other ingredients that you're putting in. I'm just going to allow, you dig. I'm gonna taste this broth, it looks, it smells delicious. Mmm, smells fantastic. Oh, mm-hmm. Magnifique. So I'm adding the sofrito seasoning to the skin side of the fish. Once it's finished, once it's straight out of the pan, it's super hot. There's still oil bubbling on top of the skin, which is a great opportunity for that fish skin to, for that seasoning to soak into the fish per perfectly. That's like French fries coming out of the fryer and you hit it with salt immediately. You know, you want it to... You want that salt, you want those crystals, crystals to melt on top of those lipids, top of those fats. You don't, want, you don't want to pour the broth on top of the fish skin because you don't want to lose that texture and the crunch that we've created on, by cooking the fish on that, on that skin side. Correct. Shallow, a shallow pour of the broth on the bottom of the bowl. You don't want to expose this liquid to, the, to that fish that we took a lot of our time to get it nice and crispy, all the moisture, ex, you know, taken out of the out of the skin to make to give it a nice crispy skin. You don't want to ruin that by putting the broth on top of it. And there you go, voila, et voila, magic. And that's and and here you go. You have it. You have this beautiful dish of seasoned sea bream with truffle and sunchokes, a la ghetto gastro. Magnifique. Magnifique. You can enjoy this. You can enjoy this piece of fish or this dish with a lovely glass of Blue Swift. With a lovely Blue Swift spirit. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Hope Thank you, you enjoyed this recipe that we put together for you guys today. You're welcome. Prego. You know, that's a little Italian lingo for y'all that y'all don't, that, that don't know about that. Prego. And uh, please subscribe so you can get more of these wonderful recipes from the guys at Martel. Spirit brand, Blue Swift, that'll give you that gift to gab. And good luck when you whipping up in the lab. Martel, please drink responsibly.